Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Madge Dupree is a 71-year-old powerhouse, not letting age get in her way. When others would be focusing on retirement, Madge is in the process of launching a new nonprofit organization called Sunflower Seeds Project to enrich her community. Madge shows us that it is never too late to flip the script. Madge is truly an inspiration to me, and you will see why. Let's get to it. I am not where you want to be, trying to navigate life, but it's hard to see, yeah. I am struggling to make a change But coming to me now is the perfect chance With flipping the script so you'll find your way To help you embrace any trials you face With flipping the script, conquer every day We're helping you find your happy place Madge Dupree is founder of Sunflower Seeds Project a newly formed nonprofit organization with the goal of training, developing, and coaching the youth, women, and men in Paul, West Cape, and surrounding areas. They help them to reach their full potential as individuals, but also as volunteers, networkers, and coaches to impact their families, communities, and our Rainbow Nation. They provide discipleship, facilitation of workshops, emotional support, coaching, social interaction, and mentoring. Sunflower Seeds Project also, through this, create opportunities for employment as well as a platform to start their own businesses. Madge is a 71-year-old retiree with a zest for life and living out her passion as Madge the Sunflower. She's the mother of three daughters and grandmother to three and lives in Pearl, West Cape, South Africa. Madge, welcome to Flipping the Script. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really honored to do this. And I am honored to have you here. You guys are going to hear me call her Mama Madge, (laughs) and it is with the utmost respect. She is truly one of my favorite people on this planet. (laughs) So Madge, I have to tell them how we met. Of course. So was it, I was trying to remember, was it 2015 or 16? 15. 15. Yes. Do you recall the year? Yes. 2015. Yes, that's correct. Five years ago, almost five years ago to this very month, correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Right. So we met on a tour. We took a small group tour. We met in Jordan. So we met in Amman, Jordan. And then our tour group also took the King. What's the name of that? The King, the bridge. Oh, now you're asking me. Bridge. Right. (laughs) I forget. (laughs) The King something, King Abdullah Bridge. I want to say it's Abdullah, maybe. King Abdullah Bridge that connects Jordan to the West Bank. Right. Um, And so we took the we crossed over the bridge to the West Bank and to Israel and went to Jerusalem and Bethlehem. That's correct. And so Madge was on the trip with her daughter, Candace. And when we met, we just hit it off right away. <laughs> I think because you and my mom, uh, me and my, your mom had something in common. Yes. You definitely remind me of my mom, and I still absolutely want you to meet her. 
And so I don't know, Madge, when I told you I was going to come and visit you, did you think I would really do it? Not at that time, but it was good to have you here. <laughs> but yeah. I showed up. That's yes, what I was, you, you know, one of my other guests. <laughs> I was talking to to one of my other guests a couple of weeks ago, and it was the same thing. I was like, I just showed up. I'll tell you that I'm coming. And then I actually do show up. So yes, I went to South Africa. Imagine her family just welcomed me with open arms. And I really enjoyed spending time with you guys. And, and like I said, next time, I'm definitely bringing my mother because you guys absolutely need to meet. And do you remember the dress that you had made at the waterfront? Yes. <laughs> the yes. African dress. I, had, I still have it. I have the dress. And then remember, I had a skirt made also. Yes. Yeah. And I tell you, my friends love it. But you, you it's read, very, it fits it's very beautifully, funny. yeah. You know what? I could not zip it up at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> now that you remind me, if I tried putting it on, it would not be able to zip up right now. But, so. but it's going to happen. <laughs> I need to work on that. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm getting back in it. It's I love it. It's one of my favorite things. So, yes. So, thank you so much for being on the show. And because I know how fabulous you are, Madge, and I think that the world needs to know. <laughs> oh, my word. I hope I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, let me try. No, you are great. So tell us, I gave them a little bit about what you're currently doing, but can you share with us some of your background? Michelle, yes. I'm very much an outside-the-box thinker, and I thrive on challenges. My right brain easily goes into overdrive, and many times I have to stop myself and say, girl, you have have to concentrate on one thing at a time and one thing mom that's that's what my daughters would normally tell me but yeah I had many potholes and obstacles that I could not solve fix or resolve you know like many of us I grew up in a loving family in Mossel Bay it is a beautiful beautiful tourist town in the Western Cape in South Africa it is close to the sea and we had a beautiful view of the ocean from where we live now I left home in the early 60s because we there were no high schools for people of color. My dad was a teacher and my mom a dressmaker and both were very much involved with community development. And I think this is where I got it. And I think all my siblings actually, you know, are involved with the community. Then mm. I got married in the early 70s. So as you said, I have three beautiful daughters, but unfortunately and sadly, my eldest son passed on at the age of two and a half years. He was a very sick child, but yes, we've dealt with that. Mm. But after 27 years of marriage, I filed for divorce. And that is a story entirely on its own. It is now 20 years later, and I've had a few seasons of valley moments, but also some mountaintop moments. I, I really thank God for both the dark and the light experiences in my life. And I believe mm -hmm. this is really when pruning and character building really, really takes place. Absolutely. Yeah. And Michelle, I've also written a few books. Some are self-published, but the book, The Light in the Dark, speaks about 
my journey as a single parent after divorce. I'll tell you a bit later about the GEM project uh, that stems from that. I have also published an anthology of poetry that are mostly directed at ills in society and reflections, you know, of everyday life. Then there's a motivational pocketbook that I compiled called, it's called You Are What You Think, and it contains information about gurus like Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, Dale Carnegie. Those were my go-to people during my work life you know, mm-hmm. and it really helped me to become, uh, you know, to, to learn from these guys. And other than these, I co-published an academic book with a professor at the University of the Western Cape. I am not an academic, but I was very much involved with them being as the senior administrator in the faculty where I work. I also, strange enough, contributed 10 devotionals with a group of American women and I think two men in a devotional called The Power of mm-hmm. God. I think that was in 20, I, I can't remember. It's probably 2012 or 13. But then there was a defining moment for me in the mid-90s when I was awarded a skills enhancement scholarship that I was afforded by the Educational Opportunities Council in South Africa and the Institute for International Education in the USA. You see, I'm quite connected with your country. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then obviously, you know, I retired. Actually, I went on early retirement in 2006. And then my dean called me back to start a program for address students, which then lasted for eight years. Then mm. because of my... So much for retirement, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what? It's I'm so passionate about these young people because they need, they really need us, the older generation. What do they call? us baby boomers baby i'm a baby boomer yes yes, yes they, they yeah they really we need to connect you know so that we can pass on the wisdom i believe that we have and so right. yeah you know you spoke about the uh, sunflower seeds project before lockdown my daughter and i started this non-profit company but COVID stifled many of the initiatives that we put in place we are, though, mm. in the process of arranging fundraising events as what we, you know, everything we do at the moment comes from our pockets. And as you know, mm-hmm. retirees don't have salaries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so just lastly, you know, I just want to tell the listeners that I am a life coach. I'm a skills development facilitator. I'm a child of God and I call myself Madge, the sunflower, and I have a slogan for that. And the slogan is back straight, chin up and face to the sun. That's me in a nutshell. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Because I was going to ask you where you got the, you know, the name Sunflower Seeds Project. So still, what, how did you choose Sunflower? I mean, I see the connection now, but exactly what made you choose Sunflower? You know, there was a guy uh, who worked with my youngest daughter and I don't know, he just told her once, you know, I need to meet with your mother. And so we had coffee and he said to me, have you ever thought of calling yourself you know, Madge something. I said, no, I haven't. He said, but why don't you go home and go look what you have in your house and, you know, how you connected with anything. And I, when I looked, I saw sunflowers all over and I realized that when my daughter got married, you know, the flowers, the sunflowers, mm-hmm. she had a sunflower as a bouquet and my so there were many things that related to the sunflower and I realized, you know, when I really prayed about this 
And then, uh, you know, God revealed to me John fifteen twelve, which says, uh, love each other as I have loved you. The sunflower just spoke to me, resonated in my spirit that, you know what, this is a flower that can spread love. It is a flower that can, you know, take a lot of things. It can keep their back straight, even while, you know, things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. And when it goes wrong, it turns to each other. So, you know, so the sunflower is really something. Oh. I actually wrote in my book, you know, I've got the, my book here. Let me just quickly read it to you, what it says. The sun, sure. the sunflower. Which book? Uh, the Light in the Dark. That That's my book. Okay. that I've written about my journey as a single parent. So this is what I said about the sunflower. I like to think of myself as match the sunflower, and this is how I would describe the sunflower. The sunflower seeks out the light, no matter how little light there is. As it matures, it shares the blessings of growth with everyone it comes in contact with, seeds of hope, joy, and love. The sunflower is a symbol of constant, true, and unswerving loyalty to something bigger and brighter than itself. And I just believe that, you know, I have a purpose, and my purpose is to spread light and love. And I believe that's what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. That is what you're doing. And because, you know, as I said, you radiated the moment that I met you, I could feel it. So and I know that you are spreading that through your community as well. So yes, Uh, did you? Okay, I thought you were saying something. No, no, I wanted to tell you what you asked me about. Did you ask me about this project? I just want to make sure what the question was. Yes. So that's what I was moving to next is tell me more about what you have planned for the project. I know that it's been delayed some, but what are your plans? And then you mentioned also that you're doing some fundraising. So tell us some more about that as well. Yeah, the challenge that we have is, like I said, you know, COVID has really stifled our initiatives. But let me first tell you what the vision of the Sunflower Seeds Project is. It's very big. It's to plant seeds that will transform the world. It is big. However, our focus is not on the enormity of the vision, but what God wants to birth in and through us. So we have decided it's only at the moment, it's only my daughter and I. So we've decided that, you know, we've got our plan, but we will start with something called the GEM project, which is God's Emerging Miracle. And then we have a project for high school learners, which we call a, it's a guide to personal success. So these two projects are currently what we are focusing on. We have other things like videography and, you know, the things that basically we as mother and daughter can, the skills that we have, we're trying to transfer it to the youth so that we can uh, build and also encourage Mm -hmm. other youth, you know, to become volunteers in what we're doing. So dancing is slowly becoming part of what we do. And by the way, I do jazz I attend jazz classes and I, I simply love it. Yes, mm. at my age, I am attending I love it. jazz classes. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> yes. So just coming back to the, you know, to the GEM project. The GEM project is based on my book, The Light in the Dark, and it's a 12-series program. Each 
of the 12 components uh, is accompanied by one value. For example, we, we started with our first one, which is, and, and we're not looking at big groups. Uh, we're looking at maybe having Zoom sessions later on, but you know, it's mm. better for us to have smaller groups so that we can focus on the individuals because what we're offering, it's really going, you know, it's going deep. So the first session was called Prisons of Life. And the value attached to it was working towards a positive inner voice. Now you can imagine how people, many of us struggle with that inner voice and what are we feeding that inner voice? So it's a slow process. Mm -hmm. And the one that follows is to love yourself. And the value there is to love from the center of who you are. So, you know, it's, it's a gradual process uh, where we're going to work towards really being, becoming the person that, you know, you were destined to be. And so many times we, we carrying all this um, baggage and we, we can't let go of it. And I can see how the ladies that I'm busy with, you know, they would tell me, you know, this morning, everything came back in a such a big rush and I felt all these emotions again and and it feels good to be able to for me to have reached the stage where I could help someone else because there was a certain point in my life after my divorce that I needed somebody to walk with me uh, so so right. it's good to see you know that women reach out and they want to be helped and so for me loving yourself you know it starts actually with loving yourself but we first have to look at what is already on our canvas because we are we are the artists painting our own life portrait at the end of the day or if you like the director of our own movie so what are we painting what is what is the script and so many times we have to change those brush strokes and the paint so that we can can start a new canvas maybe or you know exchange the colors or and those kind of things. So for me, the Jane project is right. very close to my heart uh, because I can see how women are starting to change the way they think. And then we have the uh, guide to personal success is more focused on young people. You know, they go through many things and they don't easily talk about it. So we're helping to work with their self-worth, you know, doing workshops, but really starting in the mother's womb where you have to relate, for instance, to even if you were a baby, you know, what is it that you relate to? What are the emotions, you mm -hmm. know, becoming mm -hmm. when you were born? What are, what are the emotions as a toddler, you know, going up to young adults? So it, for right. me and for my daughter, it's important, you know, that we help these youngsters to to reach uh, you know to become whole well or well because a lot of us even people at my age are struggling with with hurts of the past and they have no idea how to deal with this so i believe in these very projects. true yeah yes very true good i love the analogy that you gave too about you know painting your life, you're painting your own portrait, and sometimes you need a new canvas, and sometimes you need to just change the colors. Yes, absolutely. I love that because you know that's what my motivation <clears throat> is for this podcast is to encourage women to embrace change, absolutely. and those are the types of things that you're talking about. Absolutely, and you know sometimes I always tell young people that our subconscious does not distinguish between truth and untruth. It just accepts what it's given as fact. So I normally tell them, if, if you tell yourself, I'm not good enough, is your subconscious going to ask you, is that true or not? 
it, it's just going to save it, you know. Mm. It's like, and then all of a sudden one day, maybe you are in a relationship, suddenly, you know, have a kind of behavior. And where does it stem from? It comes from something that you've not dealt with in the past. So those are the kind of things that, you know, we, we try to dig a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and, you know, so, and then following thing would be, uh, I think after the love yourself, it's digging deep and then it's survive and thrive. And, you know, it's, it's escalating to a point where you become the person that you want. I'm not saying that it's going to work because it depends on the person, whether they want to change or not, but we just want to mm-hmm. vessels to, to walk alongside them, you know, so that right. we can fulfill our purpose as well. And it's all a journey. It's a journey. Because, you know, I don't know if we ever actually, you know, achieve that ultimate, you know, we are, we're imperfect for one thing. And so, and plus our goals and things may change. So we're always striving towards something. I mean, that's why you're starting your project at the age of 71, oh. right? You always have new goals and things that you want to do. And um, absolutely. Age, so, age is just yeah, a number. it's more about the journey. Age is just a number. Right. And I always say, be like a sunflower, you know, back straight, turn up and face to the sun. So, so, right. so that helps me a lot, you know, to look at life in a positive way. And sometimes my children think I do too much, you know. So I said, if I don't do anything, I probably would die. And it's not time for me to die yet. (laughs) That's right. So, yeah. I mean, I've said it several times on the show. If you're not busy living, you're busy dying. Absolutely. So it's one or the other. Yes. And, you know, we, we need to know that we are alive. So by living. If we don't live, yes. we actually, we're just alive. And at the end of the day, you know, we're just waiting to die, if you know what right. I mean. So, yes. Yes. Change. And if, if that's all you're waiting for, it doesn't take long. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because that just kills your spirit or your spirit at that point is just about already dead anyway. Absolutely. So tell me if you could. So what is it that was the pivotal point for you then? Because you said that, you know, you were kind of going through valley after your divorce what changed for you what was it that helped you to get out of that state well I focused I think as I said at the beginning you know I when I went to the states for that skills enhancement scholarship there was a lot of things that you know I was thinking about when I got back how can I change my life and what is it that I can do to help myself first and then helping others to do you know, to get to, to, to wholeness or to wellness. You know, while I was still working, I started doing workshops at the university with anybody that was open for a workshop. Uh, so much so that there was another dean asking her senior administrator to do workshops. And she said, it's not part of my job. <laughs> I said, she said, but Madge is doing it. And, and, and she said, part of my job and I said you know what I'm doing it because I want to see change I want to see if I can do this and I want to see how what I'm doing is affecting others so that they can become the best they can be and so it was never about me it was always about who is willing to walk with me because if you walk with somebody who allows you the space to think to reflect to change the way you've done things before. I never tell people what they have to do because, you know, as a coach, you you pull out of people. You don't tell them what to do because that's mentoring and, and, and maybe counseling. And that's not one of my strengths to do counseling, but mentoring and coaching, yes, 
So mm-hmm. I, I've seen how many people have, you know, reached out to me. I had a young girl this morning send me a WhatsApp and says, Auntie, what do I do to help a young person who's trying to, her parents, you know, not hearing her. And so, you know, she needs to help someone else and she's asking me how to help someone else. So I have to first speak to her about her and where she is because I can't help mm-hmm. somebody that's that's not you know, there because you don't know what the background is. You don't want to tell her, do this and do that. And you may just cause more, more problems, right. you yeah, know. So, so this right. is the kind of things that happen on a regular basis that people will, you know, would like to talk. They would like to go for coffee and, you know, just talk about what they're going through. And I believe, you know, that, that what I am or my daughter and I are doing at the moment, it doesn't have to be a big thing. And that's why I believe in the just one concept. If you can just reach just one person, you know, you've already done something to change somebody's life. And it's not about me changing your life. It's about you being open to see the gifts or the jewels that you have inside of you and then start working on those things. So and yeah, it has a ripple effect. It's got a ripple effect. So yeah. it turns into a big thing. Absolutely. At, at the end of the day, you know, it's normally by word of mouth that things start escalating and people start knowing. But I believe at the moment, because my daughter and I are only two people, you know, we don't want to make it too big and then we can't deliver. So, uh, sure. yeah, I have also recently started partnering with a radio station. They wanted me to to write short um, radio drama, you know, skits. So I said, well, I'll write the skits. It's a new genre for me, but um, I never say no. I love writing, but let me do it. So I'm working with a young 15-year-old lady. She belongs to a group of actors at the school. They're doing drama. So I'm reaching out to them also, you know, so that we can start. And I'm, I'm saying to the people at the uh, local station that it's for them at the end of the day, you know, to become become the radio actors of the future you know so it's all about Mm -hmm. empowering our people empowering our women so that we can become the best we can be and this is sometimes you know as women when we have gone through challenging times we think that we are not good enough to become the best we can be and to become those young people that God has destined us to be yeah right So, you know, I was going to ask you if you had any other projects that you were working on, thinking that, of course, the Sunflower Seeds project was enough to keep you busy. But I should have known that you had some other things going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would... You know, if like I went to visit the, the uh, like I said, the radio station and when I started talking, the guy said, you know, I really would love to partner with you uh, rather than you coming onto radio. So I said, my focus is not me coming onto radio, but helping young people, you know, to hone that mm-hmm. skill of radio drama. So yeah, I'm, I'm busy doing that as well. And so I'm being pruned in different areas and then, you know, we just go along with others pruning as well. And I have got this, fabulous. what do I call it? I call it my sweet piece, which has actually shaped my life. It's purpose, passion, patience, perseverance, persistence, personal power, prayer, and even pregnant with a new life in my spiritual womb, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> those are the things that that I believe has built me and allowed me, you know, to step out of my comfort zone and All to right. and to not think that you know age, you know, I'm beautiful. That's what I'm saying. I want to say I'm beautiful. You. And I want to tell the listeners that they are beautiful and don't ever allow anybody to tell you that you're not because you are absolutely unique. Absolutely. Beautiful. You're beautiful and beautiful. (laughs) I think there's another book there with all of those P's because, you know, I've heard people touch on some of those P's, but yours is more encompassing. So I think there's a book there for you. (laughs) Yeah. Just to put something else on your plate. (laughs) If you're not busy enough, then I think I want to see another book come out of you. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm more thinking about a devotional and more like a journal type of thing, you know, because I believe journaling is very important in our, you know, in our growth process. So that's something that I've put on my list. But I don't want to get too busy because, you know, I, I have, even if I say age is just a number, I have to be careful also because, you know, I don't want to overexert myself and then I can't deliver. For me, it's important to deliver and to do it well. Yes. Take care of yourself before you could take care of anybody else, for sure. Exactly. So tell us some more about, you mentioned that you have some fundraisers, and I want to know more about that in case somebody wants to be able to participate some kind of way on those as well. Well, uh, that was the initiatives, like I said, we had before we started. We were wanting to have in a restaurant type of environment, we would have poetry sessions and we would have, you know, obviously we connect everything we have with writing, with dancing. Those are the two key things in our, because it's also a family thing. A family thing is it's to do with writing and dancing. So poetry mm-hmm. is, is also something that we feel through poetry, people can actually, you know, reflect because poetry is free. You can write, you know, whatever comes to mind. So we had kind of, you know, looking at having this poem and having somebody actually transitioning into dancing and, you know, telling a story. So that didn't happen because, you know, of COVID. And then we also have, my daughter has developed a game she calls it focus. And we would like to go to the schools, you know, to start. Uh, it's, it's like having a open day almost. It's very exciting, you know, she, she, the way she explains it, but she's the one to explain it. But it's really focused. It allows the young person to focus, but it's fun and, you know, and, and it helps them to, mm-hmm. to, to focus on, on, on their schoolwork and focus on their projects, focus on their goals. And so that's something that we're also busy with. And then this one lady, a young person, she's got her own dancing academy and we are hoping to write a script to sort of, how can I put it, you know, look at our vision and then take the script and acted out through dancing and music. So those are the kind of things that we, we're looking at, you know, maybe having a, a mother-daughter mm. function and, and those kind of things. But we are busy it's because she works full-time. She's in ministry. Uh, she's very busy at this mm-hmm. point. But mm-hmm. that those are the kind of things that we are looking at for okay. fundraising. Because well, at the and moment, we, some of those. we're using our own finances, you know, and I mean. Funds, yes. Well, some of those, I think, can translate into online activities as well. Absolutely. Then you have bigger reach. Yes. Now, we definitely, that is definitely on our priority list. Uh, So we're looking at doing those things online. And um, Very good. 
Yeah, I'm I'm still the the, the ones. Look, I'm on my way to eighty, so that doesn't stop me from being a twenty first century learner. <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's right. <laughs> you have a ways to get to eighty anyway. You're, you're, you're at the beginning of seventies, so <laughs> don't reach out too far. <laughs> yeah. So, Mama Marge, can you please tell us where we can find your books? Well, Michelle, most of the books uh, that I have here in South Africa are self-published. But the book that was published in Singapore, The Light in the Dark, which is the one where I speak about my journey as a single parent, is available in Singapore at the moment, but also on Amazon. So if you search for Madge Dupree, The Light in the Dark, you would be able to get hold of it. It's also available in Kindle format. Perfect. And that's M-A-D-G-E. Yes, D-U-P-R-E-E-Z. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So now tell me, how can our listeners get in contact with you if they want to learn more about Sunflower Seeds Project and what you're doing? Yeah. Remember I sent you a link for my website. It is not, it's still in progress, but if they want to know a bit more about what we're doing, the name of the Facebook page is The Sunflower Seeds Project. They can peep in there, you know, and see what happens. The website, like I said, is still in progress. So if anybody's interested, you know, you you are free to, to share the link with them. Okay. Other than that, say the name of the Facebook group again. It's The Sunflower Seeds Project because, you know, sometimes people would search for sunflower seeds and they get to uh, my other pages that I have. But particular one right. is the one that we open at the moment, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Very good. I know that there will be some great things coming out of this project for you and of the other things that you're working on. Absolutely. You guys, you see why I had to have you guys meet Madge, Mama Madge, because she is a phenomenal person doing a lot of things and definitely setting the example on flipping the script, embracing change and running with it and impacting others. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Can I leave? For being on the show. Can, can I leave a last thing for the, for the listeners? Please do. I just want to give you just a few pointers. Uh, thank you for listening to me for, in the first place. What I would like to leave with you is to focus on significance rather than accolades and fame. And secondly, believe in yourself at decisively and pray. Those are my life resolution. And everything I do, I measure with this. And it always works. Never compare yourself with anyone and always try to be purpose-driven. And don't forget, back straight, chin up and face to the sun. Thank you. Perfect words to end on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flippin' the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. 
I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now.